Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to episode number 285. I am joined by the magnificent, incomparable, amazing Jonathan Dinwood, WordPress maestro and entrepreneur of the year. John, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself to the audience? Oh, God almighty, Robert. <laughs> That's very American, isn't it? Uh, um, yes, it hi is. Hi there, folks. It's Jonathan Denwood, the founder and CEO of MailRight, a platform that has a number of elements to it, but its main point is to get you quality leads at a affordable price. So if that sounds interesting, and I suggest that it should, go over to the MailRight website, have a look what we got to offer, and you can book a free consultation demo with me personally on the website. Back over to you, Robert. And ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, real estate agents of all sizes and ages, if you'd like to learn something about SEO or anything related to online marketing and you'd like to learn it from free from one of the guys that really does actually know it the best, go ahead and go to InboundREM. Dot com. You can find out all that information for free and a whole bunch of other cool stuff I don't have time to mention. So what John and I are going to talk about today's episode is we have done a very deep, very technical dive with one of my favorite people and I think quickly becoming one of John's, uh, Chris Anazuski, who has been on the show three times in a row. And we covered a lot of ground. So John, why don't you kick us off? Because I think we're going to start off with recapping what we talked about with CRMs, right? Yeah, so, you know, we delved, uh, we really did a big dive on CRMs and who owns the data. You know, you know, you gather all this information. That's what we discussed last week, wasn't it? About a lot of agents don't realise that if you, on a platform like Boomtown, and we're just, we're not just singling out Boomtown, this applies to almost all the CRMs that are out there, or you use something that's provided by your broker that you don't actually own the data that you put in to the CRM. And I just, and I think you agree, don't you, Robert, that a lot of agents don't know that. And then the previous two shows that Chris came on, we did a big dive in um, CRMs and what the best ones are. And I just thought we'd just do a recap and get your thoughts because I know you've done a, you're seen as one of the leading experts in the real estate agent around all these CRMs. I like to get your reflections on the conversations and what, how do you see the major differences in the CRMs that are available at the present moment? Sure. So I think that one of the things that I learned, even as uh, a person that does know these tools pretty well, is that um, is that Chris kind of re gave me the gift of refreshing my knowledge why sometimes larger teams simply have to go with systems like KB Core or you know, it's it's nice for guys like you and me to say, oh, have you thought of follow-up boss? But really, there's certain things that those really big systems do at a global scale that that you simply aren't going to get. And the bigger the team, the more 
these kind of one-off functionalities actually matter. Like when you start talking about five or 10 agents, lead routing is a somewhat of a priority. When you talk about a thousand agents or 2000 agents or 3000 agents, at that point, you're only going to be able to have two or three platforms you can even look at if you want that platform to help you with things like lead distribution. And God forbid, should you want all of those agents, like let's say you're going to move that team someplace, um, and all those agents need something that represents them on the internet. Let's just say you're a brokerage out south and you're not in one of the two east or west coasts and your agents are not overly sophisticated on their own. And I, I'm not knocking anybody that's in this position. They're just, let's just say that they don't have the ability to have a whole bunch of technical tools that they're in charge of. Well, at that point, you really do want the most that you can possibly get for $20 or $30 a seat. And then at that moment, you really only can look at like KV Core or one of those very large tools. Some of the things that Chris was, was pointing out uh, that I didn't even know, again, that I didn't know myself, is I knew that the data set that you could pull out of some of these CRMs was limited to the degree of how limited it was. I honestly did not know. Not and so... Like, if you're going to say, Robert, what did you take away? Oh, my God. I, I It refreshed my memory about why, like, every now and again, you, John, I think you would relate to this. You talk to somebody and they're spending, let's say, $10,000 a month with uh, Sync, whoever it is, right? And you're like, oh, my God, I can build your own website that you own and you can give me half that budget and I can probably get you about the same results for lead generation. And they sit here and they think about it and they go, nah. And you're like, I don't get it. The website I'm going to build is better. We can do a better, you know, a better CRM or at least an equivalent CRM through Follow Boss. And you're, you're, we're, we're cutting your advertising budget in half and we still think we can maintain your results. Why in the world wouldn't you switch? And, the, the, you know, oftentimes you don't get a clear answer. But if the answer was, I have 100,000 leads that I've spent $500,000 on or whatever the number is, and I'm going to lose half my data, to my existing database if I try to export it or go anywhere else and I don't feel or I don't have the resources to start a completely different database and now I'm marketing from two different places simultaneously. That makes sense to me all of a sudden at the large team level. That's a hard thing to argue with like if you're a big team because then their other option is to hire a high-priced consultant like Chris where you're going to spend, you're going to spend that, that money on that resource. And all they're going to do is basically do what he did with Boomtown and figure out some super clever way to get as much of your data out as possible, then transfer it to the new place and then make sure that everybody knows how to properly access the data. And if you're talking about tens of thousands of records, oh my God, I can only try to imagine the scope of that job. Well, you know, when it came to his example with Boomtown, it wasn't, sometimes it's actually, they can't export the data because the system won't allow, was never built to allow it. That's unusual. It has, does occur, um, especially when you're dealing with a, a legacy system that's, you know, that's been developed in-house for the for the brokerage, you know, a lot, some of these large brokerages had custom-built software, CRMs built for them, 
and they were built quite a while ago, and they basically can't export the data because it was never envisioned how to do it. Right. But when it comes when it comes to Boomtown, it it's a totally artificial barrier because basically they don't want people to leave their platform. So they they don't offer a way of exporting the data out to the level that you would require. So, you know, if you say that you're looking, you, you need to analyze, that was his walk, that was his kind of get around because he told them he wasn't lying to them. Yeah, he wanted to analyze the data and he wanted to do it on his own desktop. But the but he just didn't tell them that after they'd done that, they were planning to move to another platforms. He just didn't tell them that bit. So he wasn't lying to them. And, and as soon as he said that, they would allow the data to be exported. So it's totally artificial, isn't it? And yes. And you know what? I know you and I agree on this. And, and everybody who's listening, rant incoming. I've warned you all. Turn off your headsets if you don't want. But if you're interested in my rant, here is one of my frustrations. This, what we're talking about, is literal data blackmail. It's your data. You've actually paid for it twice because you have a cost to the platform that you already pay for. It's a flat fee just to access the technology. And it doesn't matter who we're talking about. It's universal. And then you're paying for the for the data in the sense that you're driving traffic to acquire leads. So now you've got two sources of investment that you've made. And all of that investment is made actually to collect name, numbers, and information. And if you can get it, search history and things like that. So when you, when you discover tools that don't export that data cleanly or don't import it cleanly, especially if they have the ability to and you want access to your own data, guess what that is? That is literal blackmail, not figurative. They're holding your data hostage, as John said, and saying that they want a behavior out of you to, to, for, for, you know, for that data. It's highway robbery. And honestly, if I had my personal druthers, any vendor that attempted that kind of behavior, which is unethical, in my opinion. Now, if you're dealing with the technology that you'd like to change and the technology itself, as John said, is limited and you just simply can't get all the data out, but you're trying your best to get it for a client, that's a different subject. That's a different subject entirely. That there's a limitation to what you're using. I just want to make it clear that, that, you know, people sign contracts. They've signed a contract. Um, so what Boomtown's position is nothing illegal about it. It's not what I would do. I don't think it's what you would do, Robert, but it's, it's their position. They're not the only one that has that position. Um, I, I sleep very well at night, Robert, because I think I treat my clients in my two businesses extremely flat, fairy. I try and be as fair as possible. I'm sure there's some people out there that think I haven't been fair. I I consider them, they were taking the mickey out of me. They were asking, but in general, I sleep very well at night, Robert. Uh, um, um, if, I, if I was pursuing the, that type of policy that we've just outlined, I wouldn't sleep so well. Right. 
And I've never really enjoyed working with companies that at one point or another justify the concept of treating their customers as second-class citizens. I don't even like the Yulia's that we all have to sign for the big information technology companies. The company that I like the most, if I'm honest with the audience, is I like Google. It's not that they're the best or that they don't invade our privacy because they absolutely do. But they, they are extremely transparent. They're less egregious than most of the other information providers out there. And they're passive in the way that they use the data. In other words, you can go onto their tools and you pay for their advertising. They're not collecting, and they're very transparent about the fact they're collecting data. And oftentimes they're giving you little tools and little things that, that, that you use, such as Chrome, our browser, and say, hey, we're tracking the data on here, but you don't have to use our browser. And it's true, you don't. There's other browsers out there. I use Chrome. Yeah. John probably uses Chrome. But it is our choice. They give us a choice. And Chrome is what connects the, collects the data. I don't feel the same way about Facebook and its policies or WhatsApp or any of the Facebook companies. And so I really, like, I just don't think that most businesses are truly operating ethically in the sense that we're trying to look out for our customer, like the customer's best interest. And I think if I felt like if there was a revolution where the customer insisted on that and, and that happened, including in the real estate marketing industry, that what, what you would discover is clients that were far more likely to trust vendors, a better relationship between, you know, vendor and client. And if you yeah. needed or wanted extra money, you charge it up front in your services. Like if you say, hey, I'm worth more than that, you don't hook them into some hidden agenda in your contract you just charge them up front and say i'm worth it i just um i think we're gonna go for our break and then we come back i've got a question for you about crms and then we can power through the last 15 minutes it's going to be a short one we're not going to do any bonus content we're this is going to be a short snappy episode folks we'll be back in a few moments do you want quality leads from homeowners and buyers right in your own neighborhood? Then you need MailRight. It is a powerful but easy to use online marketing system that uses Facebook to generate real estate leads at a fraction of the cost you'd pay from our competition. We stand behind our work with a no question asked 30-day money back guarantee. So don't delay. Get started today. Go to mail-right.com. We're coming back. We've had a go at yeah, I took it over, Robert. Well, but I'm sorry for that, Robert. But um, I went into podcasting mode there. Robert. That's good. Uh, That's good. Uh, um, I'm going to let you end the show, though. Uh, um, we, had, we had a bit of a go at Boomtown and some of the others. I just want to see if you agree how I see the landscape because you've looked at all these. Sure. Look, I, I think I, I think there's. Let's say for the individual agent for a power couple, maybe up to five agents, and I'm just using that as a as a wrapper. Um, I think real geeks, bold leads, I would include MailRite as well. They can be good products for individual agent for a power couple or up to about five agents. Um, how do you put KV Core into that mix? I'd be interested to, would you include KV Core 
because I know they brought out a new version, haven't they, recently, haven't they? Would you would you put KV Core in into that mix of those three that I've mentioned as well? Not really. I, I really have started in my my head to separate out solutions based on who's doing the buying, like team size. And, you know, you and other people are probably really, really like amazing good solutions for single agents, single agent users, maybe, maybe a small team, but probably single agent users would be your sweet spot for those people. KV Core is a big agent tool to me, like, like a big team tool. It's not a small or medium sized team, because if you're small or medium sized, there's so many things that you could look at that would be so much better. I can't in my head think like even you and, and other tools you just mentioned, they're more cost effective. They're just as good on the feature side. They come with a better website. Like seriously, like why would you even look at it? I don't, I don't get it. So, but Unless, of course, you're with EXP and everybody that you know is using it. That's the one exception is that you've got somebody that is in a environment that is incredibly supportive of that particular tool. And you can get a lot of education about the tool from people that are around you, at which point it makes sense to use the tool that everybody else is using because you have a built-in user base. And that, that is a huge piece to, to end-user success is how much support do they get? It's all, always one of the main keys to, to like real estate marketing tools being successful. Now, like um, help your I, just wanted, I just wanted to see if you if we were on the same prayer sheet when it came to KV Core, and we are, because I, I don't – I see KV Core – a lot of these digital brokerages like Alison James, there's a number of them, um, um, and KV Core has been very aggressive at selling their system to especially these digital brokerages, but also brick and more traditional brick and mortar brokerages yeah. as well. And then it's given... Well, not given. It's not you know. Most agents have to pay a monthly amount to their brokerage to cover digital marketing tools, and yeah. in the quiver they're given it, aren't they? KV Core, but I don't think for the normal average agent it's a particularly um, effective product because I see it aimed more at people like Chris or something like comparable to Boomtown. Would you agree with that? Well, I I wouldn't say that KV Core is going to be a tool that Chris would probably ever look at seriously nah, anymore that's true. because he, he's, he's, he's moved past that. Um, I would say that there are plenty of, of teams and users, especially in the EXP space where KV Core still makes a lot of sense. Mm. Um, I, I would say that's one of the only environments, though, like where because you've got a cloud-based company using a cloud-based server with tons and tons of people inside, EXP leveraging it. And so there's lots of little tricks. Like you could take a really bad tool and you could figure out some clever or interesting things to ways to do with that tool and maybe figure out a very narrow way for a bad tool to get decent results. And I've seen some of that with KV Core and some of the EXP users. So I'm going to say 
in this one set of circumstances, sure. But like if you talk about Chris well, and such, he's going to yeah. be moving on to like he already told us he's going to be in follow up boss. It's the only thing that makes sense to anybody yeah. that understands technology. Like, well, if I if I if I was looking at that level, it would be the thing I would choose. I wouldn't even have any hesitation if I was looking. Now, so we've got the kind of real geek bold leads Melwright, and there's like half a dozen other. You know, Grant Wise has got his product, Weebly, and there's about three or four other ones out there. And then you've got the then you've got the follow-up boss, the boom towns. We we got the kind of next level up kind of is K, KV core, but what in that middle ground between boom between bold leads, real geeks, and then Boomtown, what are some of the players in that middle area that you think are quite good? Are you talking about CRMs? Yes. Okay. If it's middle uh, middle tier players, I like LionDesk. I like Derivity. Um, if it's, we're talking middle tier, we're, if we're still talking middle tier, like a good all-in-one middle tier is Chime, though I've heard from more and more and more users that their service is getting buggy. So maybe take that with a grain of salt. Um, I don't know that I would personally walk into any company that has a lot of online dialogue about how buggy they are. And for that matter, I need to publicly update something. I've been hearing a lot of complaints and problems with bold leads, not necessarily on the CRM side, but on the customer service side. And they got acquired recently. So, John, that makes sense. Like sometimes people get acquired and they move, they shift teams and people don't seem to be as happy with what they're getting anymore. I've checked the CRM. It's still the same. It's still the same great CRM that we looked at. And I still love it as much as I always have. But what they're feeding into it and how they're servicing it doesn't seem to be as good. So, um Mid-tier, mid-tier, mid-tier. Let me see here. So I covered those. So this Chime, what, what does these Chime people provide? Oh, they provide a custom website and a CRM for about 500 bucks a month. And they're, they're, they're kind of like the poor man's version of everything that we're discussing. They took a few design cues, UX design cues from real estate webmasters and threw them into their CRM. And, and basically built some of the same features. They have, they have like life to death, lead trackability. They have source of lead. They've got other things that are big, like big buttons on a dashboard and very intuitive for you to use. But ultimately, in comparison to what other CRMs do, it's a limited toolkit. They're not, they have not developed like the expansiveness as let's say a sync or even a KV Core. But they are the same price range as KV Core, $499. And they have an, a, like a really fast growing user base, which I'm not sure how I feel about because I think it's yet one more of those things that all that glitters is not necessarily gold. And that's how I feel about Chime. And so uh, there is, let's see, mid-tier. Um, uh, for, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go a slightly different direction and say something we haven't said much on, on this show, Okay. When I hunt for real estate CRMs online and I say top real estate CRMs, it is shocking to me how few of the names that we talk about constantly actually come up in search. Okay. When you, when you search for real estate CRMs, you get names that you've never heard of. You get 
um, Captera or not Captera, you get keep like on that list, which is nuts. But they, 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 they're journalistic um, CRM systems with big, big budgets. And you're totally right, you know. Um, um, top, but the other thing is um, one we don't mention, but historically it's built up a massive user, a sizable user base, was um, Top Producer. What was your thoughts about that? Oh, God, awful. Sorry for everybody listening to the show. I, I haven't heard a good thing from any user, past or present, of Top Producer in longer than I can remember. Not one positive story or recommendation or one feature that anybody is using. The only thing I can say about Top Producer that is positive that I personally know about is it integrates. It, it's one of the only pre-built integrations into IDX Broker. And that's just because IDX Broker and hasn't updated its partner program in a long time. And so it's integrations. And so both companies really need to step up their game in terms of and we've had Chad on the show, the CEO of, of IDX Broker. So well, they you do realize they recently recently sold the company. I did not. Are you kidding me? Yeah, they sold they, IDX they, Broker. Yeah, it was about two months ago. So instead of acquiring stuff like he told us, he sold it. Yes. Remember, he was telling us he was on an acquisition binge. Who bought them? I forgot actually, but um, they sent out a press release which you must have missed. Um, and um, he sold it. He sold it. They're under new management. Oh, so. okay. Well, here's a few things. I don't want to lose track. So Contactually is a big name, and when you do these searches, Contactually comes up. And I do think that Contactually is a mid-range solution. It's never been my favorite, but it absolutely is. I feel strongly that it is justified to have a mid-range position in a conversation about real estate CRMs. There's also one solution that if you had a larger budget and, and a deeper technical background and a larger intent and you owned your own website, there's one name that's never on any of our lists, but I'm going to put it on there because I use them, and that is HubSpot. HubSpot is a brilliant platform, but it requires a very large degree of expertise to get into. Yeah, I think At- I, I personally would, I, I, if I was going to go down the HubSpot, we're going to slightly disagree here. If I was looking at going down the HubSpot, I would actually look at getting follow-up boss set up for me, maybe hire a consultant to advise us. And if I was going to look at that kind of price range. But just to finish on, finish off, I want to ask you about LineDesk because I did have their marketing manager on the show and I think it was before you became my um, co-host. And um, it was very aggressively priced at the time. I think they've put the prices up now. But I think for a time, it's like $40. But my only, um, I personally thought the interface was very confusing. And they were literally, and it's part, it can be seen as part of the value proposition. They were literally thrown in the kitchen sink they were literally throwing in every, not only the back end, but um, robo calling functionality. Literally, it was covering everything. So um, I think when a product tries to become the total Swiss Army knife, there's the there is the possibility that it's the jack of everything and the master of nothing. Right. 
And that's well, kind of you... how I feel about Line Desk. I agree with the complexity. I agree with the the confusing user interface. That's why they don't make it to the top of many of my discussions. I like the direction that they've been going lately with focusing on video text and video emails. Um, that isn't so much that they simplified the UX though, John. They just decided to get a little bit more clever with their marketing message. That's the way I observe the change in strategy. It's more like a clever shift in marketing message. It doesn't necessarily improve the quality of the product. It just says they've got a bead on the one area of value that they can offer that a lot of these other services can't, like text messages that include video and and emails that include video, seamless integration into BombBomb. But if you're going to say user user interface and all those things, no, they're not even close to my, I wouldn't even say the top. Well, I think um, we haven't, we've got some guests in April, but we haven't got a guest next week. So we can continue this discussion. I know you've got some pressing things to sort out this week. So let's wrap it up um, this show, uh, Robert, and then we can continue the discussion next week. How does that sound, Robert? Sounds wonderful. So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for coming on or tuning in and listening to us today. Uh, my name is Robert Newman. I have been your fearless co-host. Uh, you can find out more information about me at inboundrem.com if you should show choose. The founder of MailRight and the founder of this podcast and the guy that does all the heavy lifting for the show and uh, literally does every single little thing in the background behind the scenes is Jonathan Dinwood, uh, which is the other voice, the English voice, the lovely man on the other end of this show. So if you can go ahead and do us a favor, John, and say once again how you'd like people to reach out to you, I'd appreciate it. Oh, that's great, and thanks for that, Robert. Um, It's really simple, folks. Just go to the MailRite website and have a look at what we're offering. I think we offer a lot, but... I would also say I think it's a little bit more focused than Lion Desk. Um, we don't try and provide almost everything. We are focused on helping you with your digital marketing and getting leads that you can convert into checks. And that's our focus and always will be our focus. So let's wrap it up, Robert. All right. So um, one last thing as we sign off here. So John, I'm going to have you take us offline in one second. But ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, if you do us a favor, if you see this on YouTube, please give us a thumbs up. Give us a comment on the on the YouTube channel. And if you happen to be listening to this on the Apple iTunes store channel, please, please, please give us a review. We got, we've gotten one new one. Thank you so, so very much uh, to... Uh, a client of mine that, that that did me a huge favor and went on there and gave us a review. But we we could use some more. That's it, John. Take us, okay. take us home.